that stuff. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me as always is my buddy in arms. Will, how you doing, buddy? 94! Okay, I knew you were going to be something weird. Uh, <laughs> and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you drinking, what did you drink, and how you doing? Uh, well, we went out to dinner again tonight before our, we did our pre-show ritual, and I actually doubled up and had two pints of Blue Moon... And now I am imbibing an IBC root beer. I'm surprised you're not underneath that table passed out. I know, right? Two whole beers. I know. That's that's something. Who would have thought a man my size <laughs> could handle that? <laughs> well, I had a couple of good ones down there, but I want to highlight my... Um, and this one I think I haven't had since early days of the show. Uh, the wife picked this up. I like the, uh, the surprise. You know, she goes to the store and uh-huh. she's like, I got you something for your show. And it's, you know, it could be some I've had, could be some I haven't had. We haven't, this, haven't had this in a long time. This is from Knee Deep Brewing Company, um, Hoptologist Double IPA. I seem to remember you doing that, like, seriously, like a couple of years ago. No, it was like, like episode seven. I might even have, oh no, I got rid of those bottles. But anyway, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's lovely. It's good. I've had two double IPAs already before this. So Slam I may and not, salmon and I, a stardust. Yeah, I may pass on. Before we get to the end of the show. I mean, pass out. Eh, a little column A, a little column B. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am Darth, I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. And iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, wherever you get uh, find your podcast, you can find us. You know, give us some ratings. Like us. Ratings never hurt anybody. Look... Well, everybody, that's not true, but still. Well, look, everybody likes stars. We like stars. And if wherever you're getting your podcast has a star capability, give us those. Whether it's iTunes, Podbean, yeah. Google And if Play. you give us a, if you give us a little comment or something on iTunes, I'll shout you on the show. I'll do it. Dare me. Challenge mm, accepted. Shout you out. Challenge accepted. Not shot you. What'd I say? You said you'd shoot them. Everybody knows what I mean. All right, moving on. Do Time- we? Do we really? I don't know. <laughs> It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> we do have the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a SWOTOR fan, you can jump around. But if you're watching live, we're going to do SWOTOR first. Um, and we have a couple weeks to catch up on, but we'll keep everything kind of brief. We don't want to be here for three hours. So that's that's the, that's the plan. You say that, but... Well, I'm saying it. We've already been here an hour, but that was just watching trailers. Yes, but, it was. Anyway, so before we get to SWOTOR, um, thank you to everybody who is in the chat room this week. Um, and we, we've been getting better about watching chat, I think. So... Thanks to uh, Mox and Steve and everybody else who's over there uh, tonight. I don't know. I don't have a list. Uh, but there's some folks. Skeen was there. Arjar. Yeah. I feel like people didn't come back after the break, which was sad. But it is what it is. All right. At least three people have. At least three. Well, here we are. All right, man. So let's get to Star Wars The Old Republic. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Okay. Right, every time we hear that, yeah, it makes me want to hang out with Darren Paul. Oh, look. Speaking of Darren DePaul, uh, the community canteen happened over at Star Wars Celebration. That was the first canteen they've had in a while. Yeah, Darren DePaul was there. 
Awesome. So was the voice of uh, Valen, I believe. Uh, there was a lot of cool picks. I put some uh, clips, oh, clips, links in the show notes uh, under um, the community shout out section in the slow tour section just because there were people doing some cool stuff. So I have a link in here of people that, uh, you know, we've been to enough cantinas. When you first get there, they give you your swag and all that. So there's okay, some pictures I still, of that. I, I, okay, I do have to point out though, the okay. last the last cantina that we went to right. was the one at uh, Comic Con two years ago. Okay, and the guy who always has the key ch- the necklace with all the the flash drives on it. Oh yeah, and they didn't give one out. I know he it was, was so bummed. Yeah. So, but check this out. This is from um, AJ R two D two arm, who is a awesome community member. We talked to him all the time. Uh, he says, nice swag from Sortor Cantina. He got a shirt, a poster, a pet code, vehicle code, and cartel coin code. Was it a Tonfon? Uh, I don't know, but he cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, he, that's a definitely clean up. He's a better man than us. Well, yeah, obviously. At this point. Who isn't? <laughs> uh, I mean, Helen Mirren is a better man than we are. <laughs> indeed. So what else was cool was, um, can, uh, Cantina, uh, Utini Cast went out and they did their own Cantina. I haven't, um, uh, Did they actually fly from Australia to Orlando? Uh-huh. Well, wow. Well, Tio's from Australia. Right. Um, Chill lives in the States. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, so they met up there. They did their own thing. I haven't heard much about that particular meetup yet. But um, this is a picture of Chill um, with a cos with a cosplayer doing awesome uh, a, a Ray cosplay, which is sick. Um, and cool. so you know, just I'm just highlighting some folks that I that I picked up on from uh, from Twitter. And Just because you're jealous that you didn't get a, I am. A and this is, uh, it's called, it's a Swotor family reunion. And <laughs> Darren DePaul, obviously Arkin and Valen, which is sick. So, uh, I just wanted to highlight those things. There are links in the show notes, but I'm sure you've checked it out already. Yeah. And I, I still have to say, Darren DePaul is so much fun. Yeah, he is, dude. I can't wait to see him again. All right, man. So what'd you do in game this week, my friend? Um, well, I was actually, when I, when I added into the show notes earlier today, I was like, I downloaded the patch. <laughs> But then I actually got to play for about half an hour. And, well, um, good. yeah, so I just got in there and, uh, I did, oh. did some maintenance. I did some cartel stuff. Uh, um, I picked up, uh, you know, cause, uh, with the newest drop, they had the, um, you know, the newest, uh, crates, you know, the, um, the packs. Yep. And so, of course, I got on the cartel and bought all the pets and mounts and stuff that I could. So, uh, chat room reminded me they're not seeing the picks. I forgot we had a chat room for a second. <laughs> um, so I didn't, I didn't do this window very well, but you can see down here, um, uh, chill in the Ray cosplayer, uh, which is cool and the cool swag. Let me throw that over there too, real quick for you guys. That looks badass, right? Are we all jealous? I really want that t-shirt to be honest with you. I do want that t-shirt. Well, I know it wouldn't fit me. Well, look, it's neither here nor there. You'd have the t-shirt and Good point. everybody else could be jealous of you. And there's Darren DePaul front and center. There's our boy right there. <laughs> he, if you didn't know, he plays the voice of Valkorion. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, so yeah, sorry about that chat room. I forgot we have a visual medium now. Um, remind me, Mox, uh, and kick my butt next time you see me. Okay, let's move on. Uh, what did I do in game this week? I finished Kotet, which I realized. Awesome. <laughs> I hadn't done. I, on my main, I, for some reason, didn't do the last two chapters. I don't know what it was. I forgot that I had them sitting there. Maybe we got caught up in ops or whatever. And I was just like, okay. Uh, I didn't do it. So I figured I'd do it before IOCath dropped. And just before we went to dinner tonight, I finished IOCath story, which I'll kind of talk about a little bit more later. And, uh, Wog is going to try Tithe tomorrow. Very the first cool. boss, uh, obviously of the new operation. But speaking of Wog, the last time we recorded was right before you actually did Wog for the first time in a long time. Do you remember? 
Um, I it was it wasn't officially Wog. Well, it we was got together on Wog night. It was Wog night. We got together for a somebody in the community's bachelor party. Indeed. And uh, and the the wedding has actually happened. Congratulations yep. Yep. to. Uh, oh no, it wasn't Wog night. It was the, that's right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, so we, we got to play and we played some Terror from Beyond. Yep, indeed. It was cool. I, it was cool because I got to play with some people I hadn't played with before, which was nice. And uh, it was just like, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it was it was a cool night. Uh, we did not get through the whole op. <laughs> no, we didn't. Obviously, but you know, it is what it is. We did get to the tentacles. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So Eric put up some pictures too. Um, share his cantina. He says, I want to share my first cantina tour experience with all of you guys and gals here. This is somebody, um, not Eric, but Eric posted this in the, somebody posted this in the forums. Um, and Eric responded some great pictures here. Thank you for coming to the cantina. It looks like the name is Aaron Perez. We want yeah. to make sure we give uh, credit to the credit. Indeed. So huh, there's old Musco himself right there. He's so tiny. Isn't he cute? We love Musco. Uh, DePaul could put him right in his pocket. Uh, these are good picks. Look so, at Charles Boyd there. Yeah. So I'm not going to go through all of them, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. I just want to highlight community stuff because this of course. is the moid. I'm, the, the moid? The mood? The mood. Of not- course, we're still just jealous that we didn't get to go. Yeah. Um, I'm really trying to figure out how I can convince our, our friends over there at, um, Bioware. At Bioware to come back to San Diego, but yeah, we'll see. Well, that hopefully uh, the next celebration will be in, in uh, Orange County, and we might be able to go. Yeah, that'd be nice too. All right, man. So, should we get to some news? Let's get to some news. Okay. So, after the patch dropped on the eighteenth, um, uh, Harbinger still had some issues, and that it took them a little while longer to get the Harbinger back up. But then it's back up. Um, the patch notes. I'm not going to go through this time. I know I always say that, and I'm going to open them. <laughs> um, but I always say that. But the thing I liked about this patch, and we've talked about all the stuff leading up to it anyway. But, yes. Um, there was some really cool quality of life things, including the galaxy map. Um, and one of the things that I'm not going to talk about this week because it's been a couple weeks since was the last live stream where they highlighted what was coming. And then of course there was the, de- the delay the week that we were going to take off. Right. Um, they basically the Monday, the day before the day before like the hours before the patch was supposed to drop, they had to delay the patch for yes. various reasons. They still never really came out and said why, but they delayed it a week. It is since launched. Yes, it has. And I have the patch notes here. And Iocast storyline, um, returning commandment, uh, commandments, commandments, companions, as we've talked about, Malavai Quinn and, uh, the Republic trooper, Lara Dorn. Um, we also have the new operation, the galaxy map, as I said. I like the new galaxy map. Yeah. I haven't got to mess with it too much because I was just trying to power through the story. It's much more user friendly because the map itself is cool, but the mini map in your lower right hand corner yeah. has a link to the thing. No way. Okay. And then in the galaxy map, there's a link to your personal ship transport. So nice. you don't have to do that. And you can actually click on, um, like your, your missions. Now, instead of just listing on a galaxy map, they'll actually, the icons will be there. Oh, and nice. you can click on it and then you can pay to take it just like you're taking your ship. Oh, you just don't have to go on your ship. Okay. So, and these, and look, these are, you know, Five, over five years after the game launched, kind yeah. of quality of life things, which which is good. Um, Master Mode Uprisings, which is something I didn't really think about, but they hadn't launched uh, the Master Mode Uprisings yet. Right. And so all ten um, Uprisings have Master Modes. And then this was actually – a lot of people in the community were kind of surprised by this. They had updated class story introductions. So I guess – 
you know, over the years, they've improved the quality of the cinematics and stuff right. with the stories. Um, I think that from what I understand, because I haven't experienced this, experiences for myself yet, they actually went back and redid all of the class story intros. So that for those first, like when you first land on Tython or so those first cutscenes. Um, and that kind of thing, they've they've uh, ramped those up a bit. Um, oh, cool! Which I think is pretty cool. Almost man. want to start a new character just to see this. I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna play the character though, probably. No. But I'm, I want to check it out for sure. Um, so yeah, man. Um, there's a ton of stuff in here in this patch. Uh, I'm not gonna go through all of it, even though I say I, I'm I'm not, but I'm looking at it still. <laughs> um, bug fixes, a lot of bug fixes, and a lot of bug fixes that um have been lingering for a bit, which is really cool. Um, there's some. Legacy perks that have been, uh, have now additional benefits to the galaxy map. So the personal starship. So this is actually kind of cool. So if you have the personal starship, uh, legacy perk, like yes. I have on most of my tunes, you have that ability on, like you said, on your galaxy yes. map to go right there. The same thing is if you have a planet priority. So if you have an Oricon planetary, uh, priority, uh, to get to the data you don't have to or pay whatever, to, yeah. you don't have to pay to get there, which is pretty darn cool. All enemies now have command experience value when killed, which is the coolest thing. So even if you kill a, um, a gray mob or whatever, not a gray mob or the, you know, strong yeah. mob or whatever you get, you get one, you get some CXP. Yeah. I was actually doing uh, some companion missions today and I'd like, I was going around and collecting, um, uh, Rusk and Tunno today. And, you know, I was seeing, like, I was killing some, some strongs. It's like plus two command experience. I'm like, what the heck? And they said the base command experience rate has been increased. The new base rate is slightly lower than the adjusted rate from the command event. But to offset that, you get XP, CXP for killing almost everything. Killing everything. So that's good. They're not doing combat changes, but there's been some bug fixes and stuff. Like I said, I did notice that when I logged in today, Mm -hmm. um, that my sniper had all of its, uh, the skill tree was refunded. Yeah. It does that, but it was only the sniper. It usually does that when there are class changes because they want you to readjust your things. Right but there, I heard on some other shows that the training of some, I guess, abilities was refunded. You had to retrain certain abilities, so right. definitely check that out. Um, I've heard that's been an issue. So if you don't see an ability, check your with your trainer and make sure it's there. Um, as we said, once you get to three hundred, you're at tier four. That kind of thing. 300. I just hit like 31. I'm almost to <laughs> tier two. Nice. Which I'm excited about. I think I'm like it. I'm high 80s right now. I'm getting, I'm getting pretty close. Great job. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, and then, yeah. I mean, most of this is a lot of bug fixes, a ton of bug fixes, fixes. So I want to just gloss over that a little bit. Cause like I said, this has been the patch notes have been available for a bit. So I don't want to glossing. Yeah. So there was, uh, some known issues, uh, which is typical. I don't think there's anything kind of crazy in here, but what I wanted to put point out is there's a couple of random questions that came after that. So there was, um, I don't really understand this one all the way. So it says players who picked opposite faction, Iacath can't join the same faction or raid group raid group. So this is just things they're looking into. I don't know if that means like they picked Imperial and their friends are all raiding on Republic. So they can't get them into the group is what I'm assuming. Although no, what I'm guessing it is is say you're say you're a pub, yeah, and when you go on I- Iocath, you picked Imperial, uh-huh. and when when your group goes to raid, you can't raid as Imperial. You have to raid as as pub. Well, you shouldn't be able to raid as Imperial anyway. I right? understand, but, but I think people thought. Oh, okay. I think maybe that's it. But then why would they be investigating it though? So that's what I'm. Uh, I, I'm confused about some of the stuff, but it doesn't matter. 
Um, there's also a couple of other random things in here too. Something about people not getting the companions. Um, there's also a crafting material issue where you can reverse engineer a high level deal, but, and you get the schematic, but right. you can't make the schematic yet because those, those materials those aren't available yet, yet, which, which I think is pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Um, which is sad. So don't do that. And we have a link in the show notes for that. They had a brief maintenance today, uh, or they're going to have a brief maintenance today. I'm guessing it would have been last night, middle of the night. Yeah, last night. You're right. 9 a.m. It was this morning. Yeah, they had a brief maintenance this morning um, to probably clean up some of that other stuff. And and so here we are. Yeah, it must have been small because, like I said, I downloaded the patch yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then when I played today, it literally popped up really quick. Well, I actually never exited the game from from (laughs) last night. And then I popped in this afternoon and finished off that stuff. So it must not have been a big deal. Uh, The major news, though. Uh, outside of obviously 5.2 and everything else going on. Uh, again, I'm excited about jumping into, uh, Tithe tomorrow, but, uh, there's a, pr- a new producer. Oh, really? Yeah. I think we've met him. Um, oh, Keith does sound familiar. Keith, uh, I think we've met him at a, ca- at a couple cantinas. He, he said, uh, from I what think, I understand, I think he was the newbie at the last cantina we went to. He used to be Eric's boss, I think. Um, or something like at that. At a different company, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know what's going on, but the, the bottom line is he is now the new, um, he is taking, let me get this straight. <laughs> uh, I'll just go through this. Uh, it's a bit later than normal, blah, blah, blah. He says, many of you recognize me from our live streams when Eric Musco gives me a shout out as my boss, Keith, while others of you have met me at our cantina events, which I think where we've met him, uh, right. a couple times. And he says, my, uh, my previous role is director of live services for Sortor. Uh, my previous responsibilities were to ensure the game services were live, etc. So he is taking over for um, why is the name flying out of my head? Anyway, he's taking over someone else who is actually getting a another role in Bioware. Oh, okay, which is cool. So he's right. not going anywhere, but he's taking over for him, and um, which is cool. So the neat part about this is he's been very, really communicating a lot with the community, and one of the things that he came out and said in the last couple of days is he is going. Remember the old roadmaps. Remember they used to roadmap out like, okay, we're going to do this in the next six months. We're going to do right. this in the next mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, he's saying, Keith is saying that he is going to come up with a roadmap here pretty quick. Um, and it's going to, it's, he intends to include what is specifically coming in the next 90 to 120 days, along with an overview of our plans for the remainder of the year. Okay. Let me guess on when the roadmap's coming out though. Is it trademark soon? Uh, well, I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's soon, Tim. I hope that's, I hope that's where it comes down to. Um, oh, Mox said I was right about something, so I appreciate that, Mox. Thank you. I love being right. Um, well, it happens so rarely. Yeah, indeed. I'm excited for Keith, and I'm excited for whoever the person is that is leaving the position he was in. Why can't I remember his freaking name? What is the deal? Congrats, Keith. Yeah, no, this is going to be cool. So, anyway, the bottom line is I like the communication, and I like the promise of, hey, look, we're not going to tell you what's going to come throughout the whole next year, but... We're going to tell you what's going to come in the next few months right. so that you have an idea. And if we hit it, cool. But I like the idea of going back to the days of communicating like we have to have we have to give them something. Exactly. Because we can't go two years without an op and we're saying, oh, we're working on ops soon. TM. Exactly. And then two years goes by. Like, say, hey, our hope is to get an op in the next year. So what are you most excited about with the uh, 5.2? Um, well, I'm always excited for new content. But... um. You know me, I'm a, I, I like, uh, quality of life stuff. So I really like the new map. Um, I actually found myself really using it, not necessarily the map itself, 
but the uh, the the new uh, redone mini map, the the personal starship link, all that stuff, it just makes it a lot easier where you don't have to like I've got to travel to my starship and then I've got to go to the galaxy map on the star. It, it just it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. Plus, sure. it's visually uh, cleaner. Totally. Um, this is gonna drive me insane. He just said Tate left Musco's boss, moved to a new position. Yes, yes, yes. But the produ- the person that Keith is moved position announced he was leaving. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Who Keith is replacing? Whose whose job Keith is taking over? That's what I'm trying to figure out. We Fine. love we love you, Marshall. Fine. I'm letting it go. I'm telling you. I'm gonna look into this later and y'all are gonna be looking crazy. Alright, so Iocath, um I finished the Iocath storyline. I left this for last on purpose because <laughs> somebody posted so Iocath storyline just not have a conclusion. Dot dot dot. Right? Well, they're leading up to future storylines, right? Right. And it, it doesn't have a conclusion. It has a pause. Eh, I don't even know if it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's more of a pause. It's like, okay, this happens. Okay, now go do some stuff while things are it's happening. It's like Valen assuming yeah. the throne. <laughs> so I don't want to spoil anything, but um, the story is good. I really enjoyed it. It's about the length of a typical chapter. Okay, cool. Um, you get to make that choice again between um, supporting the Republic and supporting Imperials. That happens pretty darn quick. So be prepared to make that decision. But on- honestly, it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's cool. I'm, I'm excited to try it. Of course, I'm still back on chapter one of Kotep. But okay. yeah. So you get to get in the walker and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty entertaining. So. Very cool. I'm excited. Uh, time to go on to some pew pew? I don't know. I'm still not satisfied with, our, uh, with that conversation. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, we're missing a name. There's a name we're missing. Should I let it go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... You can tweet about it later. Oh, I'm not tweeting about anything. I gotta edit the show and it's a shenanigan. It's a, it's a poop show. You can tweet about it at three in the morning and, you know, talk about how, uh, uh Mox was just filling you with fake news. Look, the fake news is real, bro. I just, I don't want you to lose sight of that, okay? All right. So going back to what we were saying. <laughs> I understand that Keith took Tate's job, but what I'm saying is there was another movement that I think we're missing. Okay. I'm going to cut what I just said, but I'm just saying. I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just saying, okay. I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Names are getting mixed up. Darth Brendelfly asks, are you thinking of Ben Irving? Yes. Yes. Thank you for putting this madness to rest. For God's sake. Somebody's talking my language. Thank you, sir. Brendel, you're my hero. Can I move on with my life? Because that's the job Keith took. Because Tate's job was not a producer job. Ah. That's what I was trying to say. So Keith took Ben's job. Ben moved in to another position within BioWare. And Keith, Tate, as far as I know, Tate left a long time ago. But what I'm saying is Keith is taking over for Ben's job. Ben is moving to something else. All right. I just have one question. Uh, yes. Where's Waldo? Do you see, guys, people who are watching this live, this is what I deal with. Like, when you listen to the show after I've edited it, it sounds great because I've edited all this bull crap out about us arguing about who took over whose position and the madness. I've done my fact checking. Okay, I'm done. Who took over whom? <sighs> oh, you did not get all grammar on me. I am. Aren't you an English teacher? <sighs> uh, hmm. Well, those of you looking on the camera can see he is walking over and giving me a hug. I can't find my bumpers, which is why I'm just randomly saying stuff. You're vamping. <laughs> All right, let's get to Star Wars, dude. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. 
Star Wars land, and the best part about this is we just had Star Wars Celebration Orlando. Yes, we did. And it was kind of cool. I was actually out of town during Celebration, uh, at least the first couple days. And so what was kind of cool was the morning I took the wife out of town, as I said, which is why we're off last week. Happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you, sir. Um, Celebrating my 10-year wedding anniversary. And the morning of our anniversary, I woke up, looked at my phone, and I got a push notification from uh, StarWars.com on Twitter saying... We are live streaming the 40th anniversary panel. I was like, awesome. Well, I, on Periscope, I said, well, I'd be an idiot not to watch that. Uh, so I turned it on. The, um, the connection wasn't great. It was kind of hit or miss a little bit here and there. But the issue was, um, the cool part about it is it was, it was like almost a tribute to George Lucas in that. Yeah, panel. it was cool that they actually brought him in. He was basically sitting in the middle and they kept bringing out cast members. Warwick Davis moderated it. Um, at some point they had, um, another brought up Ford. Yeah, they had Ford. They had Hamill. They had, um, did he accidentally Peter sit on Mayhew. somebody else's lap <laughs> because, you know, he went to no, the wrong chair? But there was a, there was a couple jokes about his <laughs> flying work. Actually, I was actually kind of surprised. I was telling the wife too because she didn't hear about him landing on the wrong right. runway. And I was like, Hey, uh, and I told her the story. And then like, just like a minute later, he made a joke about it. And so the sense of humor is there. Yeah. It was, it was a ton of fun. So, I have links in the show notes to the actual panels to watch them live. Um, if you're listening to this now, I don't know, almost two weeks after the fact or a week and a half after the fact, um, you know it was awesome. But those panels were really cool. There was tributes to Carrie Fisher. Um, the uh, Billy Lord came out uh, towards the end That's of, her daughter. of that particular section. Um, yes, Carrie Fisher's daughter gave an awesome tribute. I mean, there was so much... And I hate being redundant, but there was so much awesome during that panel. It was hard to kind of wrap your mind around. You so John, you're saying everything was awesome. Everything was awesome. And then you had John Williams doing a, uh, doing the Leia theme. I love John Williams. And he was doing a, the Leia theme over clips of, of, of yes, her. I heard that there was some live stuff. Yeah. I tried to show that. I was like, Oh, I was telling my wife, I was like, Oh, check this out. This is John Williams. And, and as soon as she heard the music, as soon as she saw the first thing, she's all turn that off. I'm just going to cry. And I don't want to cry. And you know, he he's in his 80s and now. And she's not the Star Wars fan I am, but it was just the, the It's going to be a sad emotion. day when Williams leaves us. I know. I can't even I don't even think about it. Can you imagine that 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 Oscar tribute when that happens? Oh, it's going to be insane. All right, so I have some links in here. There's Star Wars Celebration, um best moments, biggest reveals. We'll kind of go through some of it here in a minute. There's the one for the 40th anniversary panel. Um one of the tidbits that came out of that was Harrison Ford was working on a a door for Francis Ford Coppola. They were like sharing stories from way back in the day. Right. And um, he was working on it, building a door, basically putting him outside the studio where Lucas was. And he's like, Oh, uh, and he ended up getting the Han Solo role. So stuff yeah, like well, that. Remember he had already worked with, uh, with Lucas on American graffiti back exactly. in 72, which is what Lucas remembered. Exactly. But he had gone back to being a carpenter because he hadn't gotten much work since then. And he just happened to be working on it. But you know what? The question I have though is when he was working on that door, did it fall on his ankle? Probably. And so, uh, thank you, chat room, for reminding me. The other cool thing was Hayden Christensen. And he actually got a big ovation. Oh, dude. It was a cool moment. He was out. He didn't say too much. Uh, he, uh, but it was, it was cool to see him out well, there. People, people are, of our age and our ilk forget that the millennials grew up with the prequels more than they grew up with the original trilogy. Oh yeah. And they were, they were loving him. Um, so that was really cool to see him out there. 
Um, obviously, no announcements. We talked about this right. last week about yeah. uh, Vader movie, but it was still cool to see him there. Um, also, um, the man himself, uh, Lando Calrissian, uh, Billy, Billy D. Williams D. was out there. Please tell me he was drinking some Colt 45. He was sitting there, and, and what, what I thought was funny is the people in the Periscope chat and people on other podcasts were like, he looked like he didn't want to be there. But then when they talked to him, he was just like, hey, you know, and, he, and he's and, – Well, again, you got to remember, he's in on, his 80s too, so it's like – He's conserve old, energy. He's old and he's just sitting there. And then when they call him, he's like, he's Billy D, which I love. Exactly. He, uh, it was really cool to see. Um, they, Samuel Jackson wasn't able to be there. And so I wanted to highlight this too, which was funny. They, you know, they did one of those pre-recorded deals. They put them yeah. on the screen and he basically said, you know how many times someone has fallen off of a room. We know that Jedi like, can jump from, even though it's like 30,000 stories in the air. Yeah. But what I love is that, uh, you know, now that Lucas has no control over yeah. anything, he's, he's, he said, if you want him to be alive, he's alive. Yeah. He basically pitched himself being back in the movies to everybody at Celebration, which I thought was kind of cool. So Mace Windu's alive. Yeah. Well, well according to Lucas if, and Samuel If they want him alive or not, doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, and I mentioned the Billy Lord thing. Um, and then there is the, um, I put the video link to that as well. Um, so anything else that you saw on the internet about celebration that you want to throw out there? Okay. Not necessarily about celebration, but this is just kind of funny because you know, there's always those who is Snoke rumors Yeah. and Samuel reminded me of it because one of the rumors going around is that Mace Windu is Snoke, Mm -hmm. but I saw a meme that was flipping hilarious (laughs) and it showed Snoke. On the bottom of the meme, right? He was the payoff of the meme, yeah. but it had his uh, his big forehead scar circled, and then above it, it showed the stormtrooper walking into the door. Oh my god! And it showed the door and the helmet circled. <laughs> I thought that was the perfect meme. Yeah, that's pretty funny. All right, so what else do we have here? We have um, Ewan McGregor is willing to be Obi Wan again. Not only willing to, he wants to be. He wants to be, and we've talked about this countless times. But what it comes down to is. I mean, he's he's willing and waiting. Just put the man in there. Get him going. And and we have all this we have all these other movies coming. We have all these other we haven't even been announced the announcement for what's coming after the next standalone for example hasn't been announced yet. So, you know, there's all these things coming down the yeah, line. Yeah, I think so. the only one that would have made sense would have been uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Just because that's the only one that would have made sense in his in his time range, his yeah. age range now. But we talked about too, um, the idea of doing um, a standalone, the standalone thing, kind of right. in the in the vein of the Kenobi, the novel. Kenobi book, yeah. yeah. So hopefully something like that happens. Uh, Lucasfilm reveal, uh, boss reveals when the next Star Wars spinoff could be announced, and the reason that I brought this up just a second ago is because there was the uh, rumors about the Boba, Boba Fett, Fett and all yeah. that. And we've talked about this a million times. So Kathleen Kennedy. Didn't unveil the official Halloween spinoff, uh, Han Halloween, Han Solo spinoff title or logo, nor does she reveal what could be the focus of 2020's anthology movie. So, with a huge focus on the 40th anniversary and Star Wars The Last Jedi, there wasn't a lot of room for announcement of future plans. But, um, she says she's revealed that plans were in the works and we could get, uh, more details in the next few months. And she says, I think we're getting close. She said this to MTV. My hope would be sometime around the summer. So hopefully in the summer we get an announcement of the next. Yeah, well, it just makes sense that 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 is going to be the stuff uh, released. I mean, the the Han Solo title, the logo, and what's coming in 2020 will be announced at D23 in June. Uh, That makes more sense. Yeah, Yeah, totally. 
um, because they weren't going to step over the toes of uh, of Last Jedi and the 40th anniversary because that's all Celebration was about. Indeed. And she says, I never want to predict the creative process because it's its own thing. So we're in the midst of all those decisions right now. So- right, because they're still in story works on this stuff. And that, honestly, I hope they don't do Boba Fett at this point because there's no way to live up to the expectation of what it could be. Yeah. At least with Han Solo, it's a prequel story of Han Solo, so there's not as much expectation to it but with a boba fett movie there's just too much indeed all right man so star wars is going to release a new animated short new animated shorts about its star wars heroines have you heard about this This is very cool it's focusing focusing on the women of star wars yeah so i'm i'm guessing i mean as well as leia and ray and and padme and all them hopefully we'll get mon mothma we'll get uh mas katana maybe hopefully it says heroes like princess leia Jyn Erso, Rey, and Ahsoka will be the leads in their own shorts. Ahsoka would be cool, yeah. Sabrine, Sabine Wynn oh, will awesome. also get its own individual short, which is cool as well. Um, and the first short is set to debut at Star Wars Celebration. We titled BB-8 Bandits. So here we go. It kind of sounds like the first episode of... of uh, the Rey one? <laughs> no, the first episode of uh, Rebels was Droids in Distress. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was the second one. Well... Not the pilot. The, yeah, 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 I got you. All right, so I mean that's exciting. I mean, like I say, my my kids, man, um, they they were big fans of. Uh, oh, Brundle, that's stuff. a good idea. What's up? Uh, Brundle says he wants to see a young Princess Leia movie with Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown uh, thinks she would make an awesome young Leia. I do think she would be an awesome young Leia. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I think there would also be a good opportunity to bring back, uh, of course, crowd favorite Jimmy Smits. Yeah. Um, it would definitely be able to, to showcase Alderaan, which we don't get to see enough. Um, so I, I think that could be a good idea. I don't know if, yeah, it, it's, I guess with Jer Nurso leading a, a Rogue One movie, we could have a standalone movie and Princess Leia is too much of an iconic character to, to fail. Yeah. But it's a, it's an interesting concept. No, I'm, I'm, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you saying they're not going to do a generous one? No, that was in there. What were you no, saying? No, no, no. This is talking about the, the anthology movie. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I got you. Okay. I see. I see what you're saying. Not the animated. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me ponder. It's something to, to, pr- yeah. to ponder. You got me thinking there, Brundle. I like that. People don't make me think very often. Hang out with this guy. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. So Star Wars, uh, Rebels producer would direct a live action project, which, Okay. Who's the producer of this? Dave Filoni. Yeah. So Filoni obviously is in. Uh, so direct quote, he says, I'd be crazy to, I'd be crazy to say I'm not interested in that. Filoni said, I don't want to say (laughs) that would be the ultimate because I really enjoyed the stories I'm telling now and would never undercut them by saying there's something less. I think the craft we do and the work we do in the series is tremendous and the artists we have working on them are amazing. Now, here's my question with it is, are, is he referencing would he do like an hour drama series that they're talking about that they've been talking about for years? Right. Or maybe he would be the one doing the 2020 standalone movie? No, my thought is it's going to be more like a um, basically like what he's doing with the animated series right now, but live action. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what I'm interpreting. Plug in the holes in the galaxy. And this goes back to what we've been talking about too. I mean, as far as how many people want a an Agents of Shield Star Wars kind of show kind of thing. You know right, what I'm yeah. saying? Like mm-hmm. not to say that it needs to be something that kind of a formula, but I love I would love, absolutely love a week to week Star Wars in the vein of 
it doesn't I don't care what era it is, but in the vein of like Daredevil or something or just No, I have it. That. You know what the pattern for it is? Okay. It's the American Horror Story trilogy, uh, the American Horror Story um framework. Okay, explain. It's the same actors okay. playing different roles, right? Mm-hmm. But each season is a standalone story arc, right? Oh. So, uh, and each Black se- Mary kind of, but yeah. not really. Yeah. Um but each season's like 12 or 13 episodes, right? So imagine like a 12 or 13 episode season based around Narshada. Okay. 12 or 13 episode series based around the Mossai's the Cantina or you know that sort of thing. All right. Where you can go from planet to planet from season to season. I'm in. All right, man. So let's get to some Star Wars comics. So also announced Captain Phasma is going to get her own miniseries. Yes, and what I and actually I, I didn't meant to, I didn't see this mentioned in the article at all. But if you look at the cover that they gave us, um, it says "Journey to the Last Jedi," just like it was "Journey to the Force Awakens." And um, we also have an all ages comics and newspaper strips coming from IDW, very similar to the stuff they did back in the seventies. Yeah, which which I like because I mean my kids like comics. I mean Rowan yeah. loves to read comics, but. There's nothing Star Wars age appropriate for. No. Comics wise, at least. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Let's get to some Last Jedi stuff. And we're going to be bouncing back and forth, obviously, with things from Celebration. We're not done with Celebration. Don't worry. Um, so the Last Jedi panel was pretty cool. There's a link in the show notes for that. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to get crazy into that either, but Ryan Johnson, uh, does reveal some details about the new Star Wars planet. Um, and in a nutshell, it's the mining planet, which is why you see in the trailer, which we did talk about the trailer a little bit. Um, in our trailer time segment of the show for our patrons earlier. Uh, but when you see those ships kind of coming across that red yeah. stuff mm-hmm. coming off, obviously that is a byproduct of, of whatever mineral or whatever they're mining. Is this Kessel? Uh, no, it, the planet is, um, oh, let me open it up since you're asking questions. Well, because I thought, oh, this is last shit. I'm for some reason I'm overlapping. The planet, was, Han Solo. the planet was crate. Might be crate. I'm just thinking because it didn't, uh, Chewbacca and Han meet on Kessel. Yeah, the planet's crate. It's way out there. It's uncharted. It's a mineral planet, so that's why there are mines on it, obviously. Um, and the mining vehicles, I think, are what we see in the in the. Yeah, trailer. I believe they're called skimmers. Those are sick, dude. Aren't they cool? That looks cool. They almost look like like those uh, you know those people that have surfboards, but the boards are above the water and yeah. they are on a little thing that goes yeah, underwater. On a little dealy yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. You nailed it. Um, so the new character for The Last Jedi is a, um, and this isn't. No, it's not a spoiler. And this isn't a spoiler at all, but it is, um, excuse me, the Kelly Marie Tran. Um, she was brought on stage and her, uh, character is named Rose. Cool. And from what I kind of understand, she's part of the resistance, it says. Um, but there, I guess, I don't know, maybe this is a rumor I saw. I don't see this in, in this article here, but maybe she's a possible love interest for old Finn. Oh, that'd be cool. I want to see Finn hook up. I mean, not hook up like. Well, a lot of people want to see Finn hook up with Ray. All right, all right, all right, all right. So what I'm saying is, I, I want, you. I want, I want Finn to find love. You want to, you want him to get some love, yeah. Yeah, I, you're trying to make it gross, but I'm trying. I'm to not. keep it real. All right, so Billy D. Williams is not in the Last Jedi, obviously. I didn't think he would be, and that's just something else that was announced for sure. Uh, there was some speculation on it since it was the second in the this next trilogy he appeared in. I think the only in, way it would uh, I mean Empire, I think, et cetera. Yeah, I think the only way it would have made sense is if they had a um some sort of memorial service for Han. Yeah, and he came for that. I can see that. Um, the last uh, Jedi will address Ray, Ray's parents. 
Awesome. Which uh, I'm going to leave it at that. There's a couple other details in the article I have in here, but um, I don't I don't know if they're going to say explicitly what's going on, but they're going to it's going to it's going to be a topic. Okay. From what I understand. Um, and the last Jedi director clarifies uh, if the title is singular or plural. He never actually comes out and says it, but he says in his mind, it's always singular. And in our minds, it's singular, too. But we got all discombobulated because of the international. Right, because they're using it as a plural uh, modifier. Exactly. So as in saying like Los Jedi or Day Jedi. So going back to what we saw in the trailer, who is the last Jedi? I think it's it's Luke. And I and I think because of that last statement at the end, that makes the most sense. And who is going to bring balance to the force ultimately think, is going to be I think, Rey. I think Ray is the new, the first in a new uh, sect. And you see, man, that that poster. Oh, it's great. That poster, um, her holding the lightsaber, bisecting um, the uh, profile, or the, you know, making profiles out of Kylo yeah. and and Luke. Yeah. I think obviously means she's bringing. But if you also notice, the lightsaber that she's holding is part red, part blue. I'm with you on that, and so. Is that mean she's gray? Does that mean she? I, okay, I don't want to use the term back? gray. I don't think it's gray. Yeah, I think it's a completely new sect. Are you saying Ray isn't gray? Good point. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's technically uh, like gray because gray Jedi are com- are a completely different sect right now in in the uh, in the legends. I got you. I think it's more of like they're either bringing back the Wills or it's going to be a brand new sect based on the Wills. Indeed. Um. All right, man. So episode nine stuff. I even though I put eleven in the notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Dyslexic a little bit there. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine will bring back Carrie Fisher, but without CGI. Yeah, I mean, we knew they had it, they'd have to because they've already said that she doesn't die in, in right. eight. Um, but I like that they're not going to be doing because it was different when they did it for Rogue One because it was a de-aged exactly person. This one they they can't just create her out of sackcloth. So from what I understand, they're going to like take things that she's done and right, kind well, of. Put it together. There's so much footage on the floor that they've done. Exactly. So I don't know how they're going to do it exactly, but they're not going to specifically bring her back as a CGI character. Which right. Which well, I they can kind of do what they did with um with Tarkin in um Revenge of the Sith is like shoot a lot from the back. Yeah. And then you can do voiceover with that. But they got the they got kind of the blessing from the family saying, oh like, yeah, you know, go forward and do it. But you know, obviously be respectful. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Colin Trevorrow, uh, finished Star Wars episode nine script draft. Uh, and the rumor is that it's going to start, uh, filming in the UK in the summer. I doubt that. I doubt it too. But I think, that's if, a rumor. I think if it does start in the summer, it'll be in August. Um, just because it's going to have to happen after uh, convention season because there's no way they're going to ignore D23. Okay. So, or Comic Con. And, and to go back to what I was saying, Brundle just brought up too in the chat that, and I saw this too, and I wasn't sure which one was true. So, there was another article that I had somewhere and I can't find it now that says she wasn't going to meet episode nine at all. So, but, I, but the, from going, so I'm going to try to bridge both things. So one of the things we talked about is the family said, okay, you can do it. Uh, we're not going to do it using CGI. And then I think recently they've come out and said they're not going to use her at all in episode nine. And I think this goes along with what we're just saying about the script being done. Maybe they've written her out and we were, and this goes back to yeah, well, two I, months ago when she died. Us talking about the fact. Yeah, that I think most of these articles. Write her out. Yeah, I think most of these articles have 
have been released before Trevorrow finished the script. So yeah. we, nobody knows except for now probably Trevorrow, Kathleen Kennedy, and, and yeah. Lucas' story team. Um, so the next article I have, oh, there's my article. It says that w- she won't appear in episode nine. So I don't know, man. I, I don't really care either way. Honestly, you don't care about Carrie. No, I care about Carrie. But what I'm saying is, oh, that's the name of the show. I care about Carrie. But w- my idea is that I think if you want to bring, I think the best way to do it would be do the non CGI deal in the beginning and have her leave. Yeah, it totally makes movie. sense. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then she's done with the movie and then she's not a, um, a major role in the film. But she's there. So I don't know yeah, how so they're going to do it. I think the whole upshot with this is I can't wait to see what Colin Trevorrow does with it because I yeah. love Jurassic World. Indeed. Um, some Han Solo news. Uh, Lucasfilm uh, president clarifies concerns over Han Solo's name. So there was this weird thing, dude, where people were like, oh, is Han Solo's name? Is it not his name? Yeah, well, because Bob Iger came out and um, he he made a – like they were asking questions and stuff. And he said – he I think his exact words were, we'll talk about how Han Solo got his name. Like it wasn't his given name, right? I don't think that. I, I think it was just how people misconstrued it. Yeah, and that's what she's basically saying. Yeah. She's saying like, uh, she says that picks up. He was eighteen. She says, uh, I'm not sure that that's entirely what Bob meant. There's more to Han Solo's name, but that's not. Excuse me. It's not that it's not his name. It's obviously his name. It'll always be his name. I think it's like saying how you got Marshall. It's because your dad was named Marshall. Indeed. It's you know. Um, so going back, uh, let's, let's wrap this up as far as what Carrie says. And you're right. Um, I did jump into that article there, Brendel. Uh, yeah, they're not going to have her in episode nine at all. And this goes back to what we were talking about. Like either write her out somehow or have her in it somehow. Right. But you can't, you can't do like what they did in the crow and like have her oh, no. in there be piecemealing kind of yeah, weird no. thing and you just can't do that so yeah and i don't think they have the they, pardon my language i don't think they have the balls to do what they did with like the imaginarium of dr pernarsis when mm. um when heath ledger died right and they brought in like jude law and somebody else and they all kind of split the role exactly yeah all right so you want to talk about rebels yeah something actually just dropped this afternoon um, and actually, this was brought up at, at, at celebrations, but it kind of just hit the hit the webs today. That Dave Filoni, who we already talked about, who is the mastermind behind Clone Wars and Rebels, has retconned a piece of Star Wars history, and oh God, it seems like, and it seems like the Lucasfilm story group is okay with it. If you look back at Return of the Jedi in the bunker scene, actually, if you open up the article, I believe it shows a picture. Let's see if I can get a picture up. without getting a trailer going. Ugh, damn trailers. Yeah, so just make sure you pause that. We'll, we'll get the picture up here momentarily. There is a character who is an extra in in um, the bunker scene outside of the end uh, the Endor bunker, and there the character is scroll down. Yeah, is um, an old man with a white beard, and he's just an extra. He was an unnamed character, but scroll up and Filoni released some concept art of. Captain Rex, who was one of the clones who survived and has become a character in Clone Wars and Rebels in that um, Endor outfit. And so he has retconned that that is Rex. Okay. Now, the funny thing is, is, you know, it's very similar to how, like, Samuel Jackson is retconned that he's alive. Right, right. So, But the thing about this is Filoni actually has juice with this. And so by him making this decision, and also he's uh, basically um, 
putting it out there that Rex is going to survive season four of Rebels. Oh, yeah. Well, if if he does, then... If he's alive at... at that at, puts him at the Battle of Endor. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that's badass. Yeah, I think it's really... It's one of those things that the only consequence story-wise that it makes is that he survives Rebels. Exactly. If he's written that into the story already anyways, why not do it and just sure. make it fun? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Warwick Davis is going to be playing a uh, Legends character. Um, and this actually really tickled my um, my Legends love. Um, because like I said, I've listened to a lot of the, uh, legends audiobooks and et cetera, right? So what made me excited about this, and I'll put this over for the chat room to take a look at, um, this character here, this character here, um, Warwick Davis is supposedly playing, um, he played obviously, uh, uh Wicket and all that kind of stuff, but the character that he's, that he's going to be playing is an assassin that worked for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Awesome. And it comes into play spoilers from Legends uh, and uh, and sorry, 321 spoilers. Um this particular character uh and its species is kind of subjugated by Thrawn and what ends up happening is this character ends up killing Thrawn in that series of books. Right. Um, and the character's is, name was Rook, right? Yeah, Rook, which is oh so freaking cool. I loved this character. There was a really cool connection with uh, Rook and, 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 um, Chewie and Leia and Han and them later, later. It was a really great arc, I thought, in, in the legends. So, oh, so you can see the picture. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm a huge Warwick Davis fan. A lot of people, I mean, they know the name and you can know his face now, but you, I mean, because most of his characters he plays behind makeup, very much like Andy Serkis. Um, but, you know, he was Wicked in Jedi. He was in Willow. He, uh, that's where he got his start. Uh, he was in, Harry Potter as Grip Hook, the goblin, and yeah. Professor Flitwick, the terms instructor. Right. He's been in so many things. What's cool about this is he's going to be voicing the character in Rebels in the last season, and, and we'll kind of see where it goes from there. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So speaking of Rebels, um, Rebels is going to be ending after this next season, season four. Right. If you missed our pre-show trailer time stuff. Which kind of makes sense because Clone Wars went, um, what, five and a half seasons, something like that. Uh, yeah. And Filoni didn't get a chance to wrap it up the way he wanted to. And so this is him kind of like taking a preemptive strike and saying, okay, I'm going to end it at this point. If you want me to go on to another, we'll actually get to that in a minute. Right. Yeah. So there's going to be another series, another series to follow Rebels. Um, and uh, let me just put this out here real quick. It says, uh, uh, an executive producer of Star Wars Rebels announced the show will be ending after its 15th. Uh, fourth, sorry, 15 episode, fourth season. Um, and the ghost, uh, crew story will be wrapped up, uh, then. And he also says, uh, they, he never got to finish the Clone Wars, etc. Latest episodes. Uh, so let's go to this thing. He says, good news. Just because Star Wars Rebels is wrapping up after this season doesn't mean it's the end of the animated series exploration of the galaxy far, far away. Filoni hinted that at Rebels panel, another series would be on the way, stressing every generation of kids could have their own star wars cartoon to cherish so ideas um well the, in the article here they actually do bring up some time frames that i think would be cool um of oh, course see, the, the, old republic. the standard is the old republic i mean just because everybody wants to bring in especially revan right um there's also the and this article kind of talks about it could be obi-wan or anakin as a padawan um <laughs> luke skywalker space pirate <laughs> Yeah, that's that has, that has to do with the comics. Yeah, well, it's basically trying to fill in the gaps that the comics don't between uh, New Hope and, and Empire. Right. Uh, maybe the First Order uh, and that kind of thing. So who knows? 
I mean, I, I think that'd be kind of cool. See where it goes. I, I love the animated series. Oh, so, so do I. Uh, I don't, I don't really care what they do. I'll watch I think it. Rebels is fantastic. Yeah, I'll watch it no matter what. All right. So let's get to some fun stuff before we get the heck out of Star Wars section here. Uh, merchandise. This might be the one piece of Funko Pop I'm going to have to buy. Like, I know actively... we don't normally buy Funko Pop stuff except for like gifts or if they come in the, the packs that we buy, but, um, these are kind of cool. No, no. Look at that. And it's so a purple awesome. lightsaber. So there, there's a Mace Windu pop that's, that's, that's debuting. Um, and it's supposed to be expected to hit Walgreens shelves in early May. Oh, it's a Walgreens exclusive? Uh, I don't know if it's an exclusive, but I don't know, but I might be going to Walgreens. Do we have a Walgreens here? No. No. Of course not. Anyway. Santa Rosa, Ukiah, here we come. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then also there's a teaser poster, obviously, um, the poster we talked about. Yeah. Um, which I put in the wrong section here. Um, but the reason I put this in merchandise is because, and I don't know if you guys have seen this poster. I'm sure you have the prices that these posters, uh, that we're going for from celebration. These are the celebration exclusive posters. Uh, any guesses? Did you already see? I don't know. I'm guessing hundreds of dollars. Hundreds. Indeed. Uh, $180 or as high as $499. Wow. And that's, uh, that's on an old eBay. Of course. You know what they do there. Anyway, it's insane. Um, I would just hang out. Those posts are going to be available at some point. So I don't know if you need one that came from Celebration specifically. Well, it's funny. As you know me, if you, if you ever make it to our school, uh, in my computer lab, I have nothing but movie posters all around the walls. Um, but the funny thing is, is actually I don't have any posters up in my RV. It's, uh, cause I do everything digitally now. Right. So I would, I'm honestly just going to download the digital form of the, of the posters and. Yeah, why not? That's what I'm going to do. Oh, and here we are. All right. So one really cool thing. We're getting to parks news now. Yeah. We've got some, uh, just a, a little bit of parks news here, but a lot of it is cool. Uh, I'm going to put this up for the chat room as well since you're all. Oh, that's awesome. So you get your first look at uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Disneyland ride, which, again, is replacing uh, Tower of Terror. Look how amazing that looks. That looks very I'll cool. I'll kind of do a slow roll here. And, again, it's called Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Um, and that's supposed to be the Collector's Factory or something, uh, right? That's going to be ridiculous. I'm so excited about that. Um, and then, now, did you finish Westworld? Oh, yeah, I finished you it did. before you did. Uh, okay, well, the one show. So, oh, your mouth is agape. I must be right. Okay, so, I'm joking. Disney files a patent for a Westworld-style humanoid robot. And why wouldn't they? Okay, so, here's the thing. I put the link in the show notes for it, but the cool thing is, is that it essentially comes down to, this is something that's going to interact with, with, like guests, like kids, right? No, that's so people can have sex with Belle. No, 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 no. Don't get, don't, don't turn this <laughs> gross. Okay. Let me just tell you, dude, this could be, could you imagine if you roll into Disneyland? Okay. You roll into Disneyland. You're like, Oh, this is cool. This is cool. But like very much like Westworld, instead of like people in costumes and stuff, you have like a Mickey mouse. That's like a Mickey mouse that like is doing, I don't know, dude, like, this would be cool. Eating cheese? Oh my god. You're you're not taking this seriously. They're gonna be taking, you know, jobs away from hardworking Americans. Well, that's part of the issue here. <laughs> but it says to physically interact with children, the invent inventors understood that the robot should be soft and durable. So think like Baymax or something like okay. that. Okay. 
So um, I think it'd be pretty cool, man. But yeah, people can you imagine gonna, the insurance liability though? Yeah, people are going to be out of work and stuff, and you're you're taking a negative approach to this. And I just thought you'd be excited because this is Park News. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think that is very cool. Um, Do you though? But no, actually, it's just, it brings to mind like if you've ever been to Disneyland and you know what the the uh, speed limit is in the parking lot, right? Two. Fourteen and a half miles an hour. Because insurance rates to go up at fifteen miles an hour. So who's monitoring the half? That's what exactly. I That's what's funny about it. So it just makes. I mean, Disney is obviously very concerned with what uh, uh, insurance liabilities are. So yeah. it's just interesting. Indeed. So going back to what I was saying, Big Hero Six: Beauty and the Beast attractions are coming to Disneyland Tokyo. Yeah, it, it really doesn't surprise me. The, the Big Hero Six doesn't surprise me at all. Beauty and the Beast, just because it's the biggest thing out right now. Well, besides Fast and the Furious. It made a lot. Well, you put Fast and the Furious aside, Beating the Beast made a poop ton of money. Oh, poop ton of money. Indeed. All right, man. So new details of Star Wars Land and Star Tours. Um, bring it on. Tell right, me about it. Came up at Celebration. So I'm going to bring this up. Hopefully there's no music playing and I'll show it to my peeps over here. Check this out. So Yeah, I've it, seen that concept art before. You know, let me scroll down. Oh, that's cool. Look at that, right? <laughs> uh, all right. So he says, the real dazzling new lightsaber technology is being developed at Disney Parks. The cool part about this, let me see if I can find the line here. Yeah, so it says, meanwhile, via the Hollywood Reporter, we've learned that there will be some sort of cumulative reputation system. So that if you do a bad job steering the Millennium Falcon ride, someone may mention it later in the day in another area. It's not clear how they'll pull it off, but the Falcon ride will uh, assign different riders, different jobs as the crew. They're uh, with interactive elements that ensure a number of different possibility uh, possible ride experiences. How freaking cool is that? I the cool part about that is like okay, so I experienced this ride this day, and maybe I half assed my job, right? Right. And then I go into uh, this is pie in the sky. I go into Star Tours, right? And homeboy gets mad at me because. <laughs> I screwed up in the other one. He doesn't want my, and my help in this the one. The only way I think they could pull this off is if they uh, did an RFID chipped uh, um, wristband and you scanned it when you entered the queue line. Yeah. And, and, and it would have to be obviously an RFID system or like they do in the Wizarding World. You have your wands and like you have, right. you have to have something to, or to, you know, and not even at the beginning of the queue. Like say you get to, um, say the character in the Star Tours uh, line yeah. and there's just a scanner right below him and you scan it and then he responds to you. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited. Oh yeah. No, that sounds there. very cool. Yeah. I think that'd be sick. And the last thing here is Star Wars Starship Luxury Resort might come to Disney World. Did you hear about this? I did. And it looks like it'd be supremely expensive. Think like... Um, I think they said it was like, what, $2,000 for a weekend? Yeah. I would say think... Um, the Grand Californian times two is my guess, or yeah. times one and a half. Maybe it's the like the equivalent of the spaceship from Passengers. <laughs> the idea, though, I mean, if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, oh yeah, and you want to do a, I mean, what I like about this is if you want to basically go to Disney World as a Star Wars fan and only do Star Wars things, you stay at the luxury resort. You, yep, you spend your whole time in Star Wars. Land. You, you yeah, see where I'm going with exactly. this, right? Um, this is a big deal, I think, for the Star Wars fan with disposable income, which is not me, but no, but there are people out there. There are, which I think is important. Um, yeah, man. So I don't know. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, I'm I'm excited about everything that Disneyland. I mean, I I get excited about everything Disneyland does. So 
Me too. Are we biased? Don't tell me what to do. I'll tell you what to do. I've had it up there, and then I'm trying to keep it visual. I've, I, I've had it up upset. to here. Okay. Here. All right, I'm going to switch sections of the show while you're getting all worked up about stuff. Except I can't find the bumper. Got it. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. All right, so we are you into the funny. usual... Wow, you just talk. O- you spoke over me. I did. You know what's funny is the reason that I, I have to adjust all this stuff is I never switch the layouts. This is OBS noobness. Yeah, it no, is. it's not OBS. It's X split. But Mox is going to give me crap out of OBS and Mox, give him crap. I'll just cut all this out of the show anyway. So here we are, usual uh, roundup, real reviews. Let's go. Someone died. Oh, we always start this show with someone dying. We did. And unfortunately, uh, this just happened in, in the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, this guy actually I didn't know um, right offhand. But he's a producer, and his name is J.C. Spink. And he's only 45 years old. Passed away. They don't have a cause, a cause of death yet, but he was a producer on The Hangover. And he's a producer yeah, so on the upcoming uh, um, Mulan for Disney. Right. Um, yeah, this kind of stuff sucks because, you know... Who knows what happened? And then exactly. we're sitting here waiting and, you know, and it's not like that person was done working. They have stuff going on. So what are those projects going to be? Yeah. Luckily he, he had created a studio. I think it was called Bender Spink uh-huh. and it was a combination of him and another guy named Bender. And they, uh, that person's obviously continuing the production, yeah, but it's yeah. still, still a bummer. Oh, that sucks. All right. TV stuff. Stranger Things is almost done filming for season two. Cool. Which well, we exciting. already know that it's going to be based on Halloween because in the teaser we got, it showed them in. I'm glad outfits. you said that, sir, because later in the show, whether it be here or not or whatever, uh, the premiere for season two is going to be on Halloween. Yes, it will. Which I'm excited about. Um, Peter Cabaldi, uh, as we know, is going to be leaving Doctor Who. Um, as far as the reason why, it's a little... I watched... Um, I can't. I think it's Graham Norton. Is that the... Yeah, the guy with the orange set. The British guy, and they're all sitting down. Yeah. And he's, okay. So I watched the Graham Norton show, and this might be where this, they're pulling this from. Um, and he kind of said, like, I'm kind of tired of doing it. Um, well, it is. It's, it's a, a it's lot a, of work. It's a mantle to take. Yeah. But it's also, like, from what I got from that, and I don't think this is where this article is going, but I'm just going to go somewhere else with it. Um, but from what Graham was saying, uh, what he was saying to Graham Norton was essentially, like, you know, it it take, it's like 10 months mm-hmm. of, like, filming and doing all this yes. stuff so it's a lot of time and stuff so um let me see if i can find a quote he says doctor who's a great job but it's a it's a bit of a television factory yeah this is what he said you do 12 episodes a year and i just worried that i wouldn't be able to continue doing my best work and that's exactly what he said and this is a quote from that um and 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 essentially it comes down to he's like well it's just i i want to go out when i'm doing my best work right. i don't want to like you want to oversee your it on, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So it's sad because I like Capaldi. I, I grew to love him, but, you know, we'll see who comes next, right? Yep, we'll see. King Kong TV series is in the works. Yeah, and actually, Why? Um, Why are they doing this well, but like we said, Universal is, is uh, doing a, not Universal. Um, I forget the production company behind it, but they're doing their whole MonsterVerse. I mean, they've already done oh, right. we Godzilla. They've done Kong. They've got the new Godzilla movie that they're working on. It's just all going to start tying together. Yeah, and we talked about this. Um, it, it just makes sense to everybody's going to try to do like this 
shared universe across TV and movies and stuff like well, that. Well, it makes sense. Like, I mean, well, because everybody's doing remakes anyways, right? Right. But if you are thinking about doing remakes or reboots or whatever, and you own multiple properties that make sense together, right? then why not? Yeah, I got you. It's like the the whole they're going to be doing the the shared universe of the mummy and the wolfman and Mister you know Invisible Man and Dracula and Frankenstein all I mean that makes sense right? Can I tell you the most exciting piece of news this week is coming next? Say it. Can I just tell you because I've never been more excited about a piece of news. If you're a D and D fan, it's probably because you like fantasy. Okay. Yes. I'm starting there. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna paint you a picture. I think that's a fair assumption. I was a sixth grader, not the most popular child in a Catholic school. You with me so far? Mm-hmm. There was a, a kid I got to know, and he gave me a book. This was, it's behind me. <laughs> it is, actually it might be at work. It's one of the books back there, but it's a series is behind me. Um, it's called uh, Dragons of Autumn Twilight, and it is by Margaret Weiss and Ch- Tracy Hickman, and it is a Dragonlance novel. Okay. Okay. So now that I've said all of that, um, Joe, I don't know how to say that. Mangiello. Mangiello is shocked. He's the guy, he's, he, uh, got signed on to do, uh, Deathstroke for DC. Right. Um, he is shopping around a D&D movie. Now, the best part about this is the rumor is it's going to be focused on, uh, Dragonlance. Very cool. I know how big a Dragonlance fan you I'm are. I'm a huge Dragonlance fan. So there, I have a couple links in here. You can dive down the rabbit hole. I don't want to spend all day on this. I could do a whole podcast on this. But the idea is that if they do this, some of my favorite characters, the reason that I write fantasy, the reason that I read fantasy, and the reason that I love fantasy is because of Margaret Weiss and Trace Hickman and because of this series of novels. So I will literally, I don't care how crappy it is, I will watch this movie over and over because... I imagine I'm going to see Stern Brightblade and Tannis Half-Elven and Katara on screen in live action, and I'm excited. Very cool. So, No, I, I remember when the, the the last Dungeons & Dragons movie came out, and you dragged me to the theater to see it. It was, what, it. like 15 years ago or so. Oh, my God. Marlon, was it Marlon Wayans? Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. Not good. It. Oh, it's not good, but it's great. It is. At the same time. So I had to throw that out there. It's one of my favorite pieces of pop culture news this week. So very cool. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it happens. It's all in the preliminary stages. Um, there's a Hugh Hefner biopic coming out by the guy who did uh, the Last Stand direct the last the X Men the Last Stand. Yeah, it's it's interesting because if there's already been a couple of projects based around Hugh Hefner, and then they had that whole Playboy Club debacle show that happened a few years ago, right? With Amber Heard, and uh, it's just it's. Think it's gonna happen? I don't. Is this a story that really is being begged to be told right now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll probably see it when it comes out, but um, yeah, I don't know. And actually, you know, kind of talking about this, the show that I hit for all the crap you give me for shows I haven't watched, there is a show that I become enamored on, and it is actually from CMT. Wow! And it's called Sun Records. And it's a show about the origins of Sun Records in Memphis. Oh, that's cool. And it's cool. based on a on a on a play called um, a Million Dollar Quartet. Okay. Because there is a famous day that happened um, where it turned out that Carl Perkins, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and Jerry Lee Lewis all ended up at Sun Records in the same afternoon and recorded a set. Oh no way! And so that's why it was called the Million Dollar Quartet. Pretty cool. Well, so this show 
is about those origins, and it's very well done. That's a biopic that I think was a good story that needed to be told. Nice. Um, Zoe Saldana yep. is going to begin working on Avatar 2 again, finally, I guess, this summer. Okay, what I think is most important about that is if Zoe Saldana is obviously going to be putting in a good number of months with Avatar. Yeah. That's going to be pulling her away from any Star Trek sequel they could be doing or any Guardian sequel or they could Guardians, be doing. Yeah. And that's. Or Infinity War or. Yeah, I'm hoping that she's squared all that stuff away. Yeah, well, again, when they say summer, I'm sure they mean August because they're not going to start anything in the, the no, no. beginning of convention season. All right, man. So, uh, Fast and the Furious 10. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of say this tagline. I'm gonna let you kind of run with the rest of this, maybe, but I'm I'm pretty over this because I haven't seen the movie. But Fast and Furious 10 um, is supposedly gonna end the franchise. Okay. Yeah. Fast Eight came out uh, in the last week or so. Yeah, last week. Um, and that is obviously doing very well as they all do. Um, it's over 600 million worldwide, which is a big deal. Yes. Um, and of course, sadly, the t- the headline says it's still outpacing Star Wars, so whatever. Um, <laughs> Globally, not domestically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson obviously are reported to come back for Furious 9 despite their beef, right? Right. And um, my question to you, sir, is the title of this article. It's an opinion piece. I just threw it in there. Is uh, It hasn't gone on too long. Um. Okay. This franchise, I should say. This is a couple of different questions. One is Fast 8. Fate of the Furious, Fate in the Furious of the Furious, is it as good as the previous movies? I actually don't think so. I think there were incredible set pieces, and I thought Charlize Theron did a pretty good job as the villain. Um, but I don't think it was as good as the last two. All right. But no, it hasn't gone on long enough because it's always still making money. Sure, and it has some story to tell. Um, I think this was kind of a bellwether movie um, because with the, all the movies have been making more money, and then it really blew the doors off with seven last uh, two years ago yeah for sure and of course i was dealing with um the actor's name like brian o'connor oh uh um, paul walker paul walker with his death that obviously drew a lot of people in right they thought would this be able to do that without something like that um and it's blowing the doors off of what seven did um now the whole beef thing with vin diesel and, and a lot of people are saying it's that there might have been a little thing that started it, yeah. but that it's all been contrived. It's very much like wrestling. The timing of it is very no. Particular. To me, it felt very much like oh, a it's very contrived. Thing, yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that because I think yeah, that's what too. they were trying to do with it. Um, I don't think it's gone on too long. I I enjoyed the last movie, and we have a friend, a mutual friend, that really did <laughs> not like it, and he liked the other one, and he did like the other one. Yeah. There, there was definitely something missing with this one. He's also they, getting older. But. No, and I think honestly, I think it was because <laughs> Vin Diesel like flipped in the storyline right 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 and so he was he's normally the glue that holds together the group and he wasn't in it this that way this time true i think that's it i think next movie it'll actually bring it back together so we'll see All right man um anything else on on the fast and the furious it was actually a double feature i went and saw last week of that and beauty and the beast um i finally saw beauty and the beast fantastic um i really enjoyed uh that it was phenomenal um but i i did like Fate of the Furious. I really enjoyable. The one thing I didn't like is that it didn't have a post credit scene. Yeah, but which, well, no, which the previous three had. So I, I was just, I was, gonna, I was actually just about to ask you if the other ones had it. But uh, are we getting to the point now where we expect it on every movie? 
I think we expect it on certain types of movies. Oh, okay. And with this one, it's because it had been doing it on the previous three and they set up the, the next film. So I think that's why we're right. kind of looking forward to it. Um, but, you know, what it is, what it is. I hear you. All right. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I saw, you saw Fast and the Furious. I, we both saw Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, we went for your birthday. Yeah, on my birthday on the 8th, um, which was great. That was uh, the day before we recorded our last episode. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's set to lose about $60 million, which is unfortunate. Um, I think that's before foreign. Yeah. But my idea though, man, is like, I didn't get less than I expected going. No, it's about what I thought. Yeah. But at the same time, like it wasn't, if you didn't, if you went into it, like our mutual friend did not knowing anything about the franchise at all or knowing anything about it, it would seem dated. It would be weird, Mm -hmm. you know, and to say the least. So, um, I can see that, but at the same time, um, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I, I was hoping for them to kind of go a little beyond where they did. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to say two things about this. One, I, th- I actually enjoyed Scarlett Johansson as major. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a, a pretty darn good job. Yep. Now, and I, I think I mentioned this to you when we left the theater is the way that I felt watching Ghost in the Shell was the way I felt when I first saw Johnny Mnemonic. Oh. Where okay. it was like, it was almost cutting edge. But felt completely dated at the same time. Right. Especially since just a couple years later we would get the Matrix, which is mind-blowingly cutting edge. Um, I think this is kind of going to be – we're going to look back on Ghost in the Shell in 20 years and say it was a precursor to what something that could come next. Okay. Oh, yeah, Let's leave it at that. I like that. Um, some casting stuff. What do you got? Jude Law? Uh, Jude oh. Law is going to be playing at the young Dumbledore, which is great. Yeah. I like um, it. I think he is going to do a great job, especially since, um, what I really like is that the, the, the next, uh, three Fantastic Beast movies are going to basically center around the wizard war that was between, um, uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Right. And we already know that Grindelwald is played by Johnny Depp. So Jude Law against Johnny Depp, I think is going to be a pretty good battle. Yeah. That'll good. be fun. Stranger Things star uh, from is going to be in the reboot for Carmen Sandiego. And let me tell you. All right. Let's reword this. We There is a Carmen Sandiego reboot, and one of the stars of Stranger Things no, no, is no. going to be in and it. And I was just about to say, we have actually – we've talked about the Stranger – the oh, – I almost said Stranger Things reboot. Carmen Sandiego. We've talked about the Carmen Sandiego reboot. We have. And um, how it, we both grew up being fans of yeah, the Carmen Sandiego it was, game. It was, a long, it was a long time ago. The TV right? show. But, um, so I think it's kind of cool that they're going to do it. So Netflix is going to produce 20 episodes of the classic adventure series and the studio plans to release the animated reboot, um, series in 2019, along with the official announcement that the show is moving forward. Netflix revealed that the two leads have already been cast. Jane, the Virgin star, Gina Rodriguez, now the title role and Finn Wolf, Wolford, who portrays Mike Wheeler on Stranger Things, has been cast as Carmen's accomplice player. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and like I said, I'm a huge Carmen San Diego fan. Um, so you know, good. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm hoping it's um, I'm hoping it's not like some dark and gritty version to where like I can because it. The, the basis for Carmen Sandiego was an educational video Yeah, honestly, game, I hope it's you know? just like a live-action version, kind of like Inspector Gadget. 
I, and I want my kids to be able to watch it and, and learn something. And because really that game was like learning geography and like stuff and history and stuff like that. Like I want, I want that to be the crux of it. I think that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, here we absolutely. Go. All right, man. So release dates. Margot Robbie, um, Robert Robbie's goodbye. Christopher Robin gets a release date. Uh, we talked about this. When did we talk about this? Uh, a month or two? A, a few months ago when she got cast. Yeah. So this is obviously Winnie the Pooh. And A.A. A. Milne uh, inspired him to create Winnie the Pooh. And this is going to be uh, a biographical movie starring Domino Gleason and Margot Robbie. Yeah, and Domino Gleason is going to be playing A.A. A. Milne, I believe. Um, actually, I went to, to junior college with uh, a descendant of A.A. A. Milne. Oh, nifty. That it? Sorry, gonna yeah, say. it was just a little sharing tip it. Um, I'm excited about this in chat room if you're still there. Um, maybe we lost you. I don't know. It's been a while. Been a while. Uh, Funko is revealing its 90s pops line, which we I have brought up in the past, but these pictures are too cool to pass up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I if you notice on my Pinterest board, uh, page, I created a Funko board because I just I, th- I love how they look. Okay, so check this out. So we have, let me make sure I get this. Oh, this is so cool. We get the stuff from, um, I want to make sure things aren't playing. So <laughs> we got the things from Real Monsters, which I love. Look at this. Look how badass that is. Did you ever reach to watch this show? I did not. I did. I like this show. That's great. So I was have, more of an 80s cartoon person. And we have Chucky. We got some Rugrats in here. Oh, Raptor. That's great. Oh, this is so cool. And, and of course, Classic cat dog. Oh, cat dog, of course. Pretty cool. Um, but that's 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 pretty badass. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, and also there is a series of Rick and Morty Funkos. Oh, do you, am I am I supposed to do the same thing I just did? Yeah, because aren't you a Rick and Morty fan? I actually haven't watched it. I've watched a couple, but I have not. I'm not. A, oh no, it was your brother who got yeah, us to watch a couple episodes. Exactly. They are pretty damn funny. No, I've been. That's it's well, as you say, it's on my list. That's a dig at you. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just giving you the business. Oh, this is cool. So, any Rick and Morty fans? There's a bunch of stuff in here. Yeah, a whole bunch of good ones. Oh, these are great, except the window and is kind of screwed up. But you're screwed up. Anyway, it's pretty cool, man. All right, let's get to one shot. Bill and Ted to save the universe is coming this summer from Boom Studios. Uh, I told, did I tell you I recently watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with the kids? Really? What did they think? They loved it. It's, oh, so, I'm sure. I realize it's so much fun and it's perfect for just kids. I mean, obviously there's some sexist things that come along oh, yeah. with it being a, um, you know, 90s movie, but also piggy wiggy, piggy wiggy. And there's, there's a lot of stuff that's going on there that's, that's not cool, but, um, but that's our one shot news. Bill and Ted save the universe coming to, uh, from boom this summer. Yeah. And this is on the heels of, you know, a couple of years worth of news of them saying they're coming out with the new Bill and Ted oh, movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad they're at least doing something. So you got some, uh, let's get to universal stuff. Berlanti, uh, you have something about finales. Yeah. They, uh, announced today, uh, the, the finales for their, uh, well, legends has already ended. Um, so their main flagship programs now of Supergirl on Mondays, Flash on Tuesdays, and Arrow on Wednesdays are all going to wrap up the same week. 
and it will be uh, May 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Nice. Um, Arrow, we talked about them figuring out this elicity crap. Yeah, and we saw in the, the sizzle reel, we saw in our uh, trailer time uh, section that um, we actually saw a scene where they were kissing. So obviously it's going to... They're not they're doing gonna, it in flashbacks. They are. They're doing it in flashbacks. Which, I mean, how else are you going to do it? Oh, yeah, you can't. Uh, and Manu Bennett, uh, I think he has how you say it, is going to return his death stroke. Yes, very cool. And you, we actually heard him speaking in uh, uh, in the Scissor in that, trailer. In that Scissor trailer, oh man, I love him as Deathstroke. He's I think, fantastic. I think, I mean, without the mask, straight up scarred face, that voice, like yeah, I think I think so Joe Mangello is going to do a really good job in the DCEU, but yeah. um, but Manu Bennett, just his accent is phenomenal. Indeed, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Rip Hunter is. Supposed to be back in, in in season three. So if you watch the finale, which I did, I don't know if you did. I did. Um, yeah, I'm all caught up. Yeah, so I don't know. There's that. It's a little ambiguous to see. It's what, vague, yes. Yeah, what's going to happen with Rip, but he's going to be back in. I think they three. would have to. It took him a while to come back after he disappeared in, what, the end of season one. Right? Mm-hmm. It took him most of season two. Yeah, but it was building up to the whole yeah, Legion of Doom thing. Exactly. So anyway, uh, I don't want to spoil too much there. Exactly. DCU, uh, we have Batgirl uh, yeah. news. Yeah, uh, so Kevin Feige, who of course has Marvel, um, has a story stuff from Marvel, uh, has come out and said that Joss Whedon actually contacted him a couple months ago saying that he was in consideration for Batgirl. And even though he didn't really have to, it was just kind of, it was a gentlemanly thing to do. And so uh, everyone was kind of worried about, well, with Joss Whedon jumping ship from Marvel to DC, how is that going to leave things and evidently it's just going to go. And this just goes back to what we always say about Joss Whedon yeah. is that he just loves to tell strong female character roles and good, good on him. Cause he does it well. So I still think you should come back and do a black widow movie when he can. But. <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, Game of Thrones star is confirmed for a role in justice league. And this is yes. Michael. Um, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, that. don't even try to pronounce the last name. He, he basically played uh, Ramsey Bolton's dad. Yeah, and oh my god, homeboy is good. I love. Yeah, he's that a good actor. actor. He's so good. I don't know what he's gonna be doing yet, but I'll watch him in anything. So I'm in. Yes. Uh, there's some cool Disney news, man. Yeah, they're 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 continuing their. Um... <laughs> they're try- still trying to get the rock. It yeah, well, like. for The Rock, obviously, but they're they're still trying to do movies based on rides. I mean, they've mm-hmm. done Haunted Mansion, they've done uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, right. obviously, and uh, they did Tomorrowland. Now they're going to be doing Jungle Cruise, which we talked about last year, but it looks like The Rock is going to be the person to start in it. Good night, Steve. Night, Steve. Um, so hopefully The Rock, I mean, I just hope they have as many puns as possible. Oh, yeah, because that's the whole point of the Jungle yeah. Cruise ride. I really hope it's punny. <laughs> Will Smith is in talks to play the genie in Disney's live-action Aladdin. I'm not sure about that. I am wary at best. I don't like that at all. No, well, he can be funny, but it's not. It depends. Is it going to be CGI? Is it going to be? Is it just going to be voice acting? Okay, so if you put Will Smith and Robin Williams next to each other, there's no, there's nothing similar, even really, about their comedy that you can kind not of. Really. You know what I mean? Like, it just, unless they're going a different direction with the genie altogether, I just, I don't know. I don't see it. But we'll see. Um, well, you got to remember, it is going to be directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I hear you. All right, man. So, and speaking of Beating the Beast, uh, from earlier, that crosses a billion. 
yep. box office insane insane and it's still making money yeah i haven't seen it yet so they so good they haven't got my 10 bucks yet watch it it's good Finally, they've cast cable. They have, and we've been talking about this for like three months. Not anybody that was on any of our lists. Josh Bolin. <laughs> okay, and this is another going from Marvel to uh, to Fox instead of Marvel to DC. But this is insane. He's Thanos. He is, but the thing is, his production on Deadpool two isn't going to take place till after Infinity War. So, what does that say about Thanos? <sighs> Look, here's the deal. Uh, I think Bolin's going to be great. Oh, cable. I think he'll be a great I think cable. He's going to be cool. I just, I, I think it's interesting all the people trying to figure out what's going on yeah. with the casting stuff. But again, he's not the first person to, to do. I mean, you got to remember Chris Evans was Johnny Storm long before he was mm-hmm. Captain America. Mm-hmm. Took a sip of beer before this next story. Also on Deadpool 2 news, Blind Owl will be back. Oh, awesome. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Uh, and the little baby, the little fist, little baby God. hand. <laughs> okay, moving I on. I bet you my dick's going to feel huge. <laughs> oh my God. All right, so. Uh, I wish I had to say a line. I was trying to avoid you saying a line. You said it anyway. All right, Marvel News. Um, Kevin Feige, this is an interesting little article, actually, uh, says Marvel will stay with humor versus R ratings because obviously that's where, um, I don't want to say this, I guess where Fox is going. I think eventually DC's. Okay, well, the thing you really have to think about those, look at the properties that they there. own. Yeah. Okay, the properties that Marvel still has control over. They don't have control over Wolverine, and they don't have control over Deadpool, and those are the ones that would make sense to be R-rated movie. Right. They don't have Batman, which would make sense for an R-rated movie. They don't have any of these people. Yeah, I'm with you. And so, um, I enjoy the Marvel movies. I love, As is, I yeah. love Deadpool, and obviously that's Marvel property, um, at its at its core. Yes. right. Um, and I love that about that character, but at the same time, like, how much fun am I having at an Ant-Man movie? And exactly. I don't need it to be Randar. No, you exactly. Know I mean? Or Doctor Strange. Yeah, there's or... just as much fun in having a giant Thomas the Tank Engine fly at you. <laughs> exactly. And, and I like laughing with something at stake rather than, oh crap, how many heads has this guy cut off? You know, I know what I mean? right? Like, as fun although, as it was to watch Logan. When you go to Logan, that's what you want. <laughs> but that's what you expect with a man with claws. Exactly. You it's, can only have him stab somebody in the chest so many times. Exactly. All right. Black Panther, it's done. Yeah, Black Panther's rap production. I cannot wait for this movie. I know. I it's love... cool. They showed the first footage of it at, at um, um, uh, not Celebration, but uh, some... CinemaCon. Yeah, CinemaCon. That's we it. talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, but I'm guessing uh, at D23, they're going to release a full-length trailer i can't wait man i i love that character in um civil war in civil war chadwick boseman is fantastic and that suit and just the way yes. he moves oh it was so sick and he also has that sly sort of smile like that scene when black widow up to up against his security yeah and he goes and they're like standing up to each other and he goes as much fun as that would be <laughs> right it's i i'm waiting for the and that's what i'm waiting for i'm waiting for the humor to come out through that because as dark as what he's dealing with is yes he what i like about marvel characters especially ones like deadpool is they manage to keep their humor despite the darkness absolutely they don't it's not a brooding darkness it's not a brooding issue it's more of a okay i'm dealing with the thing but i'm gonna talk some smack while i'm getting revenge kind of stuff yes which i like i don't want to keep going with that because i'm just gonna uh, we did get some Brie Larson news. Yeah. 
out of uh, um, what was happening this last weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says that Mar- that her version of Captain Marvel is going to be really funny, which is the mo- modern incant- incarnation of her. Right. And and I don't know much about Captain Marvel. Like, I mean, she says it's going to be really funny. She says um, she's a believer in truth and justice, and she's a bridge between Earth and space. Um, she's fighting between the flaws that are within her and all this good and she wants to try and spread and make the world a better place. She can also fly and shoot things out of her hands. And she's really funny. So I love that. I love that, like, again, like I was just saying a second ago, you have things going on, but there's humor. Yeah, if I if I remember correctly, and, you know, there's a couple of different incarnations, like we said, of, of uh, Captain Marvel and where they go with it. Right. Um, she... I believe this is the, the Carol Danvers version, mm-hmm. um, is. which is very interesting because Danvers is also the same name as from um, Supergirl. From Supergirl. Um, but basically, she was a, a pilot, and I believe she became an astronaut. And when she was in space, she made contact with a space entity, very much like the Dark Phoenix. And it imbued her with powers. And I want to say it was because in, there was an old Marvel character called Marvel. Okay. And it was the same sort of powers. And so that's kind of where it's going. And it says, um, the next thing I have in here, it says, uh, there's supposedly a director, uh, that two, they've picked a director, but there's no names, right? Okay. And actually I found an article later and I didn't put it in because I, so let me find it here. Go ahead and go on to the next one. Well, the idea is that something popped up and, um, perhaps, so Peyton Reed from Marvel Studios, uh, selected a director to helm Captain Marvel, but. He accidentally said it to the website Vulture um, that it's been selected, and he's like, oh, wait, I can't release a name, right, kind of thing. So that's where we're at with that. And I'll let Yeah, you. they did release names here, and let me get them for you. They one did. Second. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just going to do one Guardians of the Galaxy 2 thing. Um, the soundtrack, the soundtrack is going to have a release date, which is, and we are going to get Guardians of the Galaxy, what, in two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. It's coming out pretty quick. Um, which I can't freaking wait for. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack is going to be available and out on April 28th, which is probably the day this podcast drops. So you're welcome. Go get it. Um, all right, man. So I have some Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 news, which is surprising, right? Do you? Um, we're almost done here, by the way, chat room. Yeah, give me because actually, I'm, I'm looking because I'm looking for that article, and I found like a couple of new things we really need to talk about. Oh god, here we go. So give me just a second here. I better put them in the damn outline because I ain't playing that game. Can I finish my Guardians of the Galaxy three stuff? Yeah, go for it. Since you're not even listening to me, I'll just go. Cool. I'll just do a one man show. No big deal. Um. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> All right, Guardians of the Galaxy three. So James Gunn will be writing and directing. Okay. Um, and he's going to get right to doing that right after he's done with finishing with infinity war. Yeah, of course. That's that's what I would think. But is James Gunn just the man? Oh, he's the man. He's the man. For well, his you know, so like we, right? we had Josh Whedon and then we are on to, uh, um, uh, Christopher Lord and yeah. the other guys. We have the Russo brothers. There's there. They have a deep bench. I'm with you. I, I like Marvel's bench. They put out funny stuff. And another Guardians of the Galaxy 3 thing, um, the third movie will end the current lineup. Yeah, well, just like the Avengers, the Guardians lineup always changes. Yeah. 
Well, and it's fine. And we, 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 we get attached to these guys, but just know that it's based off comic books and these things change all the time. So the current lineup of the Guardians right now, and again, obviously the people they're adding to Guardians 2 would be Mantis and, um, uh, Mantis. The, the Karen Gillan role. Nebula. Uh, Nebula and, um, homeboy, um, blue, Yondu. Blue guy, Yondu. So, you know, we have some additions, but who knows what it's going to shake out to by the end of it. So we'll see. Um, so Thor Ragnarok news. Uh, we kind of covered this when we did the trailer, actually. Uh, but major Planet Hulk character is confirmed for Thor and it's going to be played by, uh, Takai Watiti. Is that even close? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the best with names. If I'm being honest, and my uh, my uh, hoptologist ale isn't helping, so let's move on with this. So let me find the quote. I will find the quote. What are you looking for? Still, seriously, you're killing me. The names of the directors. Okay, so here it is. So now that we have another character to add to the movie's already impressive roster, um, Korg, a Cronin character, uh, it's a known adversary of Asgard, is played by Thor Ragnarok director uh, Takai Wat. Watiti. Cool. That's pretty cool. So during production, Watiti uh, uh, geared up in a motion capture suit and lent his voice to Rock Monster. According to Watiti, I know I'm saying that wrong, uh, Korg will introduce Thor to the world of Sakaar. That's cool. I like that. Rock Monster. Rock Monster. No, that's Rock Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, that is Rock Lobster. Can I say, should I just finish the show while you look for this? Or Okay, I'm almost there, so just right? do the next cool. part. Luke Cage. Luke Cage is nominated for a Peabody Award. Oh, awesome. Peabody is uh, excellence in television. Okay. I was going to ask you because I don't remember what Peabody was. Yeah, it's not just like a, a, a quality, like like an Emmy, like popular or whatever yeah it's literally for excellence in television for like nice. moral upstanding all Just that straight up okay nice so um, getting a peabody is pretty darn prestigious cool and i think the next thing you put in here about new warriors yeah so new warriors uh, a couple things they came up with their if you could open up the first article though uh new warriors announced their lineup and it's going to include we already got the uh the squirrel girl but we're also going to get um scroll down and just li- they think I there's four there. yeah just go ahead and list them Oh yeah, so it's Squirrel Girl, Mister Immortal, Night Thrasher, uh, Speedball, Microbe, Debris, Debris. Okay, um, so yeah, I don't know any of these characters. No, because you have except for Squirrel Girl. Yeah, because you haven't really watched New Warriors. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's really cool. But the big thing is, is that the Debris character is going to be the first openly gay superhero in the Marvel universe. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I almost put this, I almost put this in trailers. Uh, we're in, we're in Smod at the moment. Uh, and I'm a big Edumacation fan. Yes, you are. And they've been talking, they, Kevin Smith does this emo goldfish character. Where he kind of, where he kind of, and he talks like that a little bit. Um, and they put, I'll put a link in the show notes. I haven't even watched it yet. But they have a their first animated short featuring that character, which is pretty cool. Um, and then convention news um, before we're we're done here tonight. Uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con, as we talked about last week, we were supposed to be going, leaving it tomorrow. Really, um, we're just we're we're not going to be able to make that happen. Uh, sadly, 
um, extend, uh, so many different reasons why, but sadly we're going to miss the second annual, but I'm hoping to go from the third annual beyond since it's so close to us. Um, and so we're not going to make Silicon Valley Comic Con, but we are hoping to go beyond that. Um, we've had press last year. We had press this year. We'll get press going forward. Um, and we just got to make it happen. It's just the timing this year was a little off. So yes. Okay. Uh, the, we're going to do a kind of a quick little bit of news here. The directors for Captain Marvel are Anna Bodden and Ryan Fleck. Um, and they directed a movie called Mississippi Grind. Um, but what I really like is Anna Bodden actually uh, wrote the movie Half Nelson, that had oh, Ryan okay. Gosling in it, which was nominated for a couple of Oscars. Totally. Um, now, a couple of things, and seriously, I was just, just trying to find this article, and I found a couple of things here which are kind of important, so let me get them again. Okay, Scott Derrickson is actually going to be coming back for Doctor Strange 2. All right. So that's good. He's the guy who directed Doctor Strange. Cool. Um, we also have news that there might be a surprising Jedi in the Han Solo story. Hmm. So that should be cool. Um, we also have news that the X-Files is officially going to be returning for a new season. I know. I was just saving that for next week, but yeah, I got I, you. I hate you. Yeah. Um, we also have, uh, where is it? Oh, uh, a new report. This is as of four hours ago. A new report re- reports that the 13th doctor will be a woman. No way. That's they what it said. It? Oh. Well, it's a report. It's not confirmed. Okay. All right. All right. All right. It's all a right. report. I'm excited. No matter what. Um, yeah. So I think that's very cool. Um, and then there was one more. Michael B. Jordan, who played Johnny Storm in the newest one. He was also, uh, Adonis Creed. Yep. And Michael Shannon, who was up for the role of Cable. Cable. Yeah. Who was up for Cable. Right, right, right. Okay. They're going to be starring in an HBO original movie, Fahrenheit 451. No way. Nice. Yeah, so I think the I just thought those were kind of important uh, little things to talk about. Cool, um, a little hodgepodge at the end. That's yeah, nice. a little hodgepodge. I was most excited about X Files coming back, and um, yeah, so I'm excited. Cool, man. A uh, couple more things, real quick, about San Diego Comic Con HopCon 5.0, fifth year of HopCon is coming. I think tickets go on sale this weekend. Um, they're way too pricey, oh, and, yeah. and and it's just too much. For it's that. too much, too much. It's it's. I like going to beer tastings, and in fact, I go to the um, Sierra Nevada uh, beer camp one. Yeah, you do each year, and we're, I'm planning to do that again this year as well. They just put the tickets up for sale uh, a week or so ago, and I'm I'm excited about that. Um, but I like going to a beer thing, not going to a convention, and also a beer thing because oh my god i drink enough when i go to a convention so yeah we do um uh so hopcon i put the link in the show notes for that and then marvel studios which is a huge 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 thing because last year they didn't show up this year they they did show up last year not the year before because last year they announced uh captain marvel last year no they announced captain marvel last year well the studio didn't show up but it was (laughs) no they had a they had a couple of panels but the studio as a whole didn't show up right the studio as a whole but the studio marvel studios is returning and they're returning to Hall H. Yes. So it's going to be a big, big deal. So we can make some conjectures on what movies they're bringing, but they obviously have enough that they've decided to show up. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Otherwise, we're good. My guess would be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Indeed. Are we done? I think that's it. We've only been talking for three hours. Well, that includes trailer time. You include th- trailer time. So ready? Oh, I hate you so flipping much. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. I got it. <laughs> uh, I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at Admiral Griggs. 
Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Please take the time to give us positive ratings and share us on the social medias. If you would like access to our um, Trailer Time exclusive uh, YouTube clip, um, you can become a patron. Give us a buck or two an episode. Patreon.com slash usual podcast. You also get the show a couple days early. To, if I'm really up on my editing, at least a day early. And blooper reel. And you get a blooper reel along with it. So there's a lot of reasons to become a patron. And we're going to do another roundtable here in the near future for sure before Comic-Con, um, which is my goal. So we also have audibletrial.com slash usual podcast to support the show. If you like audiobooks, if you really want to get a bang for your buck, grab a Game of Thrones, grab a Brandon Sanderson, grab the new Thrawn novel, which I've started, which I didn't mention earlier. Um, it, that has just been released. If you want to check out Timothy Zahn's awesomeness, um, and, um, um, Mark Thompson's amazing voice acting, uh, definitely check out audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get the Thrawn novel for free on us. And you're welcome. And Absolutely. we get 15 bucks when you do that. So that really does support bones. the show. So thanks again. And um, anything else, my friend? Um, yeah, I just want to make sure everybody has a fun. And thanks for sticking it out here in the messiness of the end. Have some funs. And when you listen to it uh, in the <laughs> in the actual edited version, it won't sound like this. No, it won't. <laughs> which is like the magic of what I do. It is the magic of the cutting room floor. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you on next week. Peace. Seriously, you made a mess of it. I totally did, but you gotta admit those are cool. No, it was great, and I, I'll. I'm not gonna spice it in. Like I'm not. I don't want to do that. No, much. don't worry about it. But.